0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. How's everybody doing? All good? Yeah, uh, we're starting uh, a new year this sh- today, a new series that's going to last the whole year. I'm going to do a year series on finding joy. That is the whole, I, I, My prayer is that you will find joy in everything you do this year, Everything you know you can find joy. I was actually meditating on it this morning and asking myself is it possible to have to be sorrowful and still have joy and the answer is yes you can you can you know you can have you can be sorrowful but you can still have joy God wants us to have joy he wants us to have joy you know, you, you, you know, if you, if you have children, when your children are born, you don't want them to have a sorrowful life. You want them to have joy. God says, I want to give you life and life more abundantly. He said in, in John 15, he said, I have told you these things. That you, my joy might be in you and that your joy might be complete. In Psalm 16, he says, you know, uh, the joy of God's, pre- the presence of God brings us joy. He wants us to have joy. Now, I, I, you know, today I'm going to just kind of share the very, I got so much, I got a year so I can, I'll eventually, you know, go through all the different things about joy. I do have to give a definition uh, about joy. Uh, you know, it is different than happiness. Joy and happiness are different. They're not the same. Happiness is something that kind of like happens to you. And it, you know, it, it, it produces an emotion. Like, you know, when I saw that little girl walking down the thing, I, I, I looked at her and, you know, she brought me joy. She made me happy. And happiness can come and go. But joy is something e- internal, Joy is something... Uh, let, me, let me read the definition that I wrote down so I get it. it joy is, an, is internal. It's, it's kind of an ins- assurance. It's an assurance that God is in control and that he loves you and that he is watching over you. Just stop for a second. Just stop for a moment and just, just close your eyes. And I don't know if you have this place. I have a place inside me that I go. The Spirit of God cries out, Abba, Father. I know he's there. I know he's with me. I know he hasn't left me. I know he loves me. I know that even though I have problems, everything's going to be okay because he's with me. I don't know about you, but doesn't that bring joy? It brings, it brings it, like joy and peace are very close. And, and it brings this, like, kind of this calm waters inside your heart. And when you have those calm waters, it kind of doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. So, like, I've said this before. Um, you know, happiness is kind of like like a, th- a thermostat. You know, a thermostat sits on the wall, and when, th- when it's hot out, It rises. When it's cold out, it goes down. It is dictated by what happens on the outside of it. Whereas joy, when you get a hold of joy, joy can be like a thermostat, not a thermometer, but a thermostat. A thermostat sets the temperatures and says everything to the outside this is what you will be. And it exerts power out to change, you know, the. Atmosphere. The atmosphere is changing now. For the spirit of the Lord is here. See when the Spirit comes in, he's like a thermostat. He changes the atmosphere. Joy will change the atmosphere of your surroundings because you'll have this peace and this this, this assurance inside. And today I, I just want to share. Uh, three things that I know that probably you've been through over the last couple of years. Three things that like rob your joy. Three things that rob your joy. Next week, we're going to talk about the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the week after that, we'll talk some more about joy. And the week after that, we'll talk about finding joy in relationships and friendships and things like that. We're going to just, I'm in no hurry. I like joy. How many want joy? You want joy? How many want joy? Okay. All right. Uh, reach over to the person next to you, shake and say, have joy! It doesn't, I, I'm not sure that works. Doing it that way works. That's a good way. Stand up, show how everybody, how you're doing it. Stand up, show everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you get, that's how everybody gets joy. You know, that's how you get joy. Um, you know, there's, a, there's another way you can get joy. I'll show you another way you can get joy. This is, this is another way you can get joy. I know, I know you love me. is another way you get joy. (laughs) Uh, That's how you can get joy. You get joy. You share it, you know. Anyways, oh, I'm getting off topic. And I'm being very quick because I'm going to, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. Right after I get done, I want you to just celebrate. Let Let your heart just begin to celebrate. Just start to the point where you're just filled with Laughter telling you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the first thing that robs you, that I'm sure many of you have struggled with and gone through, the first thing is anxiety. Anxiety will always rob you of joy. This idea of stress, worried. Have you ever heard about that guy? There was a guy, you know, he was, he was always a really nervous kind of guy. He was, always, he was always like this. He was really nervous. He was really nervous. And he was like, he was, he was late to a meeting, and he was really nervous, really nervous. And all of a sudden, this, this guy jumps out from around the corner. He says, be saved. He was so scared. He was so scared that he had a heart attack, and he died. And he's at the gate of, you know, he's at the gates of heaven. And the guy's looking, the angel's looking. he's going. You weren't you're not supposed to be here yet. He goes, "Yeah, I know. I was really nervous down down on earth. I was getting really nervous and someone jumped out and scared the hell out of me." Anyways, never mind. N- n- no. <laughs> never mind. We just got to have joy. So, how many times do you see in the scriptures where, you know, someone's like even in the presence of God, They're they're full of fear and anxiety. And what does the angel say? What did Jesus say? He says what? Do not be afraid. Paul says what? Do not be anxious for anything. But you know what? Honestly, if we go through the do nots, we don't get an answer. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Uh, All right. Yeah, but I'm still stuck now, because you haven't told me, like, you told me what not to do, but now what to do. And I'll be honest with you that, that uh, the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, thanks. Okay, but what do I do? And a lot of us think that if the problem goes away, so we're anxious about something, we're nervous about something, we're afraid about something, and all we say is, God, take that problem away. And we think if that problem goes away, then we'll have joy. No. It didn't put anything in you by taking something away. About a about well, maybe 10 days ago. Uh, if you were here, you know, David, uh, Pastor David spoke last couple of weeks. It was really good. His wife, they both, both of them are widows and they're widows in two different ways. Um, he didn't tell you a story, but since it is public and he did say, I know I could share. He went out running one day. He went running, he was at, he was traveling. He went out running, his wife was in the hotel room and he got back and his wife died. Had had a heart attack and died, like doom. He went through the story, and then Paula, his wife, they they all of a sudden her, her husband was acting kind of funny. They went to the hospital, and he found out she found out that he had brain tumor. Nine years, this man was a man who uh, could do. Uh, she said she he did seven hundred push-ups a day. He was like a kind of a, a big-time body guy. And he used to do 700 push-ups a day. And he went from, from being such a healthy man. And, and he was actually a lawyer who actually presented before the Supreme Court of the state. Very smart guy. To a guy who was totally unable to do anything, even talk. And she took care of him for nine years. And she was Devastated, She said she got to a place where she's, God, I can't live like this anymore. She was filled with anxiety and fear and everything. And finally, God spoke to her and said, I'm with you. Trust me. Nothing in her circumstances changed. She continued to take care of him. She said, but everything inside her changed. Because, see, what you have to understand is joy and, and, and getting rid of anxiety is a choice. Did you know you can choose to trust God? You can choose to have joy. You can choose to have joy. One thing my mom was really good at. She was really good at this. She she I don't know how she did it, but I guess I, it kind of carried over on me. She like... Sudden, all these people would come over the house, and she wouldn't have any food or whatever. She would never get upset, never get it. She go, "Okay, we'll figure it out." And she just stop whipping up some spaghetti and trying something else. She didn't. Get, she just chose instead of to become filled with anxiety and filled with fear, and she chose to find joy somewhere in something. And I'm telling you now that if you have anxiety, the first thing that you need to do is you need to choose to trust God. You need to choose it. And when you have anxiety, you're getting robbed of joy, you choose to trust God, and you choose to say, you know what? I'm going to find joy in this situation. And then Paula began to tell a story after story of all the beautiful miracles that were happening all around her and her husband during this time that she never saw before, but because she chose to trust God, she chose to see, say, God, show me yourself all around. And she began to see God everywhere in everything you want to get rid of anxiety, don't think that if your bank account increases, then you'll be okay. You'll have joy. Don't think that if that problem goes away, then you'll have joy. Choose joy now. Choose to trust God now, in the middle of it. By the way, once you choose God and you choose to trust Him and you find joy in the difficult times, in the good times, joy is easy. So, don't let anxiety ruin your joy. Choose. You know, Jesus said, uh, or God said, and, and, you know, I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Second thing, I'm going to be really quick here. Second thing is that'll rob you, and, and it's so funny uh, that, you know, uh, Carol. She shared that. She said she got a word, so, you know, she came up. I said, you share. And, um, you know, how, how relationships, holding on to offenses, holding on to hurts will rob you of joy. No doubt about it. Holding on to offenses. I like what this verse says in Luke. It says, in Luke 17, it says, it is inevitable that offenses or hurts will come. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And then he says, you know, woe to those who who bring the offense. But then in verse 3 he says, so be on your guard. If your brother sins, so offenses, he's talking about people who offend you, who hurt you. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, forgive me, or I repent, forgive him. The remedy of these offenses and things that are robbing your joy is forgiveness. You know, and and Carol said, don't judge. I think the best thing to say is this way. The things that people have done to me—I'm sure if I re- research my life, I pretty much have done a lot of those things to others. And I want forgiveness, so I should forgive. Let it go. You know, why don't you give—why don't you give a balloon to Elsa in Frozen? Why don't you give, him a, give her a balloon? Because she'll let it go, let it go. Let it go, let it go. Holding on to it doesn't do anything. You've heard that expression, you know, revenge and, and this, 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 this hurt that you hold on to and you want that other person to, you know, get their do, get what they deserve. Is, they say it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. Let it go. Just forgive. Love like Jesus loves you. Forgive like Jesus has forgiven you. If you let it go, you'll see, you'll feel a weight lift off you and you'll be able to find joy. You'll be able to find joy. And again, just like I said about anxiety is a choice, forgiveness is a choice. And I'm going to give you one more and then I'm going to share the last one and I'm going to have the worship team come up. You choose to forgive. And when the feeling of unforgiveness comes up inside you, this is what you do. Shut up. Sorry. Uh, Shut up, emotion. I forgive them. Say it out loud even. Shut up, emotion. I choose to forgive. You don't think Jesus had emotion when he was on the cross you don't think he said shut up emotion father forgive them for they know not what they do the more you do that trust me the more it will go away and the more you will begin to sense a freedom and a joy inside of you i'll never i I have this one situation i'm not going to go into it long time uh but a man who, oh, he was so close to me. And usually that's where it happens. Psalm 55 says it. It says, If it was an enemy, I could deal with it. If it was just someone who was just, I didn't know and they hurt me, wouldn't it be no big deal. But it was you, my closest friend. It's always the ones closest to us that hurt us the most. You know, and and I remember I had this friend who really stabbed me in the back and for six months six months and I've said this before six months I just struggled with him man I struggled with him there's nobody here don't worry but I still struggle with all of you no I'm t- and I was worshiping the Lord one night and God spoke to me and he said Donald relationships are more important than hurts And I began to forgive him, and I had such freedom. To this day, he's never apologized to me. But you know what? I love him. We can get together, we have dinner together. I love who he is. I love him. God has shown me all the beautiful things he is. You know? Let it go. Forgive. The last thing unmet expectations. Oh, that's a killer. Proverbs 13 says, Hope that is deferred or unmet, hopes that are unmet, make the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is like a tree of life. Unmet expectations are a killer. You know, placing your trust in others and then they don't come through. They let us down. Defining, another one is defining uh, like what God will do, like if I do this God will do that, you define what that is, how God will bless you every time you define how God will bless you, trust me, you are setting yourself up for unmet expectations because God knows what's best for you and he gives you what's best for you you know, just like your mom gives you vegetables when you want dessert yes, I don't like vegetables either Thinking that, thinking that if I do, uh, you know, if I do good and I do all the things God wants me to do, life will go smoothly and be successful. That's a lie. That unmet expectations. It'll, it'll, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. I just want to share three things that you can expect in 2022. Three things that you can expect. These are guarantees. You can expect God's presence in your life I will be with you always even to the end of the age where can I go where can I escape your spirit I can never get away from your presence if I go to the top heavens you are there if I go down to the grave you are there if I ride wings in the morning if I dwell in the furthest oceans there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me You've been guaranteed. You, don't, you will never get unmet expectations knowing that God's presence will be with you, always. Number two, you can expect that God will give you strength to overcome anything, anything, anything the joy of the Lord will come in you and give you strength to overcome anything he promised he said no temptation out of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 2 Corinthians 1 it's one of those Corinthians back in the book there somewhere it says says, no temptation is coming to me but he will provide a way of escape that you can bear up under it he promised that and then number three assurance of everlasting life. That you're gonna live forever and ever and ever and ever and ever in a much better place than here. Woo-hoo! These present sufferings are nothing, nothing compared. Nothing. We got eternal life baby. We got eternal. I don't know about you that gets me excited. We have eternal life. I remember one Christmas Eve we were at this small church we used to go to when I was a kid all the time and they had different preachers over the year and this young whippersnapper preacher this is a true story he was gearing up I could see him coming, for the, you know, coming in for the big paunch about what Jesus will you know, give you and, and, he, and, he's, and with Jesus you can have eternal life I mean life you know You're gonna, you can expect that God will give you eternal life. If that doesn't make you celebrate, I don't know what does. So choose, choose to trust God. Choose joy. Choose to have joy. You know, look, look at things and see God in them, even in the midst of the mess. You know, choose, choose. To not be afraid any longer. Say, God is with me. He won't leave me. Choose that. You can choose that. Choose to forgive and let it go. Be like Elsa. Be like Elsa. Let it go. Maybe you need to sing that song to yourself. I'm not going to ask you guys to sing that song. But, you know, let it go. Just let it go. Why, why are you carrying it? Aren't you glad that God let your sins go into the sea of forgetfulness? And finally, you can expect, but make sure you expect the proper things, not the things that will break you and disappoint you. Don't put your trust in men. Put your trust in God. Trust. He's going to be with you. Trust that. Amen? Amen?